With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everyone, back with episode 11 here of Nuggets Nation. This is your host, Ethan, and I'm here to update you on the past two weeks of games as I missed the previous week's game. I'm here today with a special friend and guest of mine. His name is Jonah. He is my brother, and the two of us are going to talk about Nuggets basketball today. But first, before that, I want to recap the games that I've missed to keep you guys up to date. So the first game dating back to December 6th against the LA Clippers, the Nuggets lost 111-102. to the Clippers are on a winning streak right now. This is one of the wins that they have on their winning streak. Michael Porter Jr. was one of the Nuggets' three best players with 18 points, 9 rebounds. Jokic had 22 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists. He had a great triple-double game. And Jamal Murray had 23 points, 6 assists, and 1 steal as well. It was a loss that you can't be ultra-disappointed with against the road, on a good team, or on, against a good team on the road, and... You're not going to win every road game, and this is an acceptable one to lose, I would argue. You've recently beat the Clippers twice, so you can't beat the same team consistently night after night. So, On December 8th, they lost to the Houston Rockets at home. This was a disappointing loss, for sure. 114-106. to The team did not play well as a whole overall unit. The defense was lackluster. I did not think they closed out well in three-point shooting. And just a lot of the things that I've mentioned that the Nuggets need to continue to work on over the course of this season, they have not done so on consistent night-to-night basis. So that is an area which they got to continue to improve upon. But in this game, Jokic had 23 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists. He had another incredible game. Aaron Gordon, or sorry, not Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter had 20 points, 8 rebounds. Jamal Murray had 21 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. So it's nice having Jamal Murray back in the lineup. He's playing well. He's finding himself a rhythm, and it's really showing up on the muscle court in terms of the Nuggets starting lineup and in terms of their bench production because now Reggie Jackson can come off the bench and help support that unit. On December 8th, the Nuggets won 129-122 to against the Atlanta uh, Hawks on the road. Jokic had 25 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds. He played really well. Jamal Murray also played really well. He had 29 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. And finally, Aaron Gordon had 18 points, 12 rebounds, and 1 assist. The starters played well in today's game. The bench also played well in today's game. This game we can look back to as a game in which the bench has started to play much better than as of late. And... It really has turned a stone or whatever you want to call it for the Nuggets. The bench has really improved, and that's led to the Nuggets having overall greater success, and it's allowed the starters to not play heavy, consistent minutes, which is going to prove big come April in the playoffs. So against Chicago, which was the next night on December 12th, the Nuggets won again, 114-106 to on the road. Jokic was ejected in the... In the first half of this game, due to some stupid fucking bullshit, to be honest with you, uh, it was kind of ridiculous. He was really just arguing with the ref, and he got ejected, and he's a two-time MVP. I've said this before, a finals MVP. He's an NBA champion. The Nuggets are the defending NBA champions, and he needs a bigger whistle than what he's gotten this year, and frankly... You know, you see players like Draymond Green. This same night, he intentionally tries to hurt Yusef Nurkic with an open hand slap, and he's also ejected. And what Draymond Green did and what Jokic did 
or on two different ends of the spectrum, and they don't each warrant an ejection. Draymond Green's absolutely warrants an ejection, but Jokic's does not. And there's just such a wide disparity in this league between what guys like Draymond Green do, and they get ejected, and Draymond Green's in his own class of what he does and his antics. But guys like LeBron James and Steph Curry, they can yell at the referee without even picking up a technical, and Jokic somehow just gets ejected from talking to the referee and telling him, like, motherfucker, I believe, was the exact thing that he said to the referee that got him ejected. And it's like, dude, we're not talking about a 12th guy off the bench. We're talking about Nikola Jokic. So that was a little ridiculous considering it was also Serbian Heritage Night in Chicago. And Chicago is one of the biggest Serbian populations in the world that's outside of Serbia. So all those fans that were at that Bulls game, yeah, they're coming to watch the Bulls, but they're also coming to watch the Denver Nuggets and they don't want to see the referee eject Nikola Jokic. So the NBA has got to do better in that, as I've mentioned earlier. With the Nuggets one, which is the most important part, Reggie Jackson really stepped up with Nikola Jokic out. He had 25 points, 6 assists, 2 rebounds. There was no Jamal Murray in today's game. So now when Jokic got ejected, you don't have Jamal Murray. Also, you know, you're at a loss with two of your best players out. But it doesn't matter. Nuggets stepped up per usual, as they always do. Michael Porter had 17 points, 7 rebounds, and Aaron Gordon had a great all-around game with 14 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists. We kind of saw playoff. Michael Malone in the second half with deploying Aaron Gordon at the center role with Nikola Jokic out, even running him in that second unit with Zeke Naji and DeAndre Jordan rarely, if ever, seeing the floor. So, And then in our December 14th game, the Denver Nuggets returned home against the Brooklyn Nets. The Denver Nuggets won 124-101. to 101. This was a really good game. The starters were able to get some much-needed rest. Nikola Jokic had 26 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Jamal Murray had 16 points and two assists. Aaron Gordon had 13 points. Justin Holiday started in place for KCP, who was in concussion protocol. He got back later, which I'll talk about. Michael Porter Jr. had nine points. He did not have the best game. I would like to talk about and shout out Peyton Watson because Peyton Watson had 18 points off the bench. Peyton Watson has increasingly gained more trust for Michael Malone. Michael Malone has deployed Peyton Watson in a variety of roles. I know in the last episode I talked about how he guarded Kevin Durant in the game against Phoenix and he played so well in that defensive assignment right there. And Peyton Watson has got so much potential. He's such a long player with a long wingspan and I think that will prove dividends for the Nuggets at the end of the season because Michael Malone is choosing to develop his quality young players right now. And unlike what, for instance, the Golden State Warriors didn't do last year in their repeat, in their attempt to repeat, sorry, Steve Kerr did not tr- put trust and faith in guys like Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody and the other young guys that they have on that squad. And unfortunately, he put too much pressure and emphasis on Steph Curry, Clay, and Draymond and Andrew Wiggins, and they just couldn't get the job done. And Michael Malone clearly learned from that and observed from that. And the Nuggets can't make that same mistake as the Warriors did. Though the Warriors have won four rings and the Nuggets have won one and the Nuggets have a ways to go. I recognize that. But you can't repeat the same mistakes that your other teams have done. And Michael Malone sure as hell, he ain't doing that. So that's awesome to see. We are seeing Julian Strother on a nightly basis, and he's getting quality good minutes, and he's playing well. Peyton Watson, Christian Braun, we have three really young good guys on this team, and they're all getting good minutes, and they're all playing well, and I think that's really exciting as a Nuggets fan, because we know our one through five is all penciled in, and it's going to be the same for the season and for the playoffs, assuming no injuries, and they're all healthy, but then it's the bench, and Reggie's action has been incredible off the bench. He is your sixth man right now and I actually believe 
he should garner some six-man attention right now. It's still early in the season, but he should. If the season ends today, I think he should get some votes for six-man of the year. But him, alongside Christian Braun, Peyton Watson, and Julian Strother, really rounds out a nice second group of six through nine guys for a rotation. And I have a feeling that Julian Strother might not see the playoffs a ton come April, but we'll see. It's early in the season, and it's important to just pace ourselves because the season's long. So... On December 16th, the Nuggets had Game 2 of their three-game homestand against Oklahoma City Thunder. They lost this game 118-117. to 117. This was a disappointing loss. It's It was more disappointing or frustrating than disappointing, I would say. You could use either adjective or emotion to describe the two, um, but it was a frustrating loss. The Nuggets were up 10 points in the second half, and they blew it. They didn't have KCP in this game, which proved large because they didn't really have a great person to guard Shea Gallus Alexander so that hurt 100% and he really played well against the Nuggets he hit the game winning shot Porter had 20 points he had an 11 rebounds Jokic had 24 points 12 of 6 and 6 rebounds Jamal Murray had 15 points 5 assists Aaron Gordon had 16 points 9 rebounds 5 assists Watson had 13 off the bench Christian Braun 14 off the bench so the Nuggets offense was doing solid for the most part this game wasn't really lost on their offense necessarily there were a few things that stood out to me offensive execution down the stretch stood out KCP there to hit timely shots he wasn't there which was unfortunate the second thing was they had a few key turnovers late that crushed them and on top of that Michael Malone I'm never really here to question you I really trust your judgment most of the time but I do have to question this one thing we had it the Nuggets had a timeout they had the ball with like 38 seconds they used that possession it didn't really go anywhere they tried to do a pick and roll with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic Credit to the Thunder. They played the defense really well. They played the play really well. However, you had Michael Porter Jr. on your bench because you put in Peyton Watson for a defensive substitution for the previous possession, which is totally fine. But then call your last time out and put Michael Porter Jr. back in the game because he is one of your three best offensive players and arguably your best shooter on the team, and you need him in the game. So the fact that he was not in the game right there, in the game right there was kind of a head-scratcher and potentially a reason as to why they lost there was a bunch of reasons as to why the Nuggets lost that game they lost by a point so there's so many plays that you can nitpick in this game and say that's the reason that's the reason that's the reason but overall I think if they have KCP they probably win that game so you shouldn't be worried as a Nuggets fan is it frustrating to lose that game absolutely considering the circumstances you're at home you were up 10 in the second half and you couldn't close out that's the frustrating part the Positive part is there was no KCP, you're the defending NBA champions, and the Thunder are young. That's not to discredit them. The Thunder are really good, and they got really good young players, but I think the Nuggets still are a tier above the Thunder. So they then played game three of their three-game homestand against the Dallas Mavericks. This was going to be a marquee matchup against Luka Doncic. No Kyrie Irving in this game. We'd like to point that out. The Nuggets won 130 to 104. The Nuggets dominated. The Nuggets nearly had 100 points by the end of the third quarter. I believe they had 98. And this was a massive win. After having the letdown in the previous game against the Thunder, the Nuggets really responded well in this game. I thought Jokic, though his stat line wasn't incredible, it was really rather not good, I would argue, but for any other player, this is a solid stat line. Eight points, seven assists, and nine rebounds. He really wasn't focused on scoring in today's game. As you saw from the first tip, if you were watching the game, he was constantly getting doubled and triple teamed by the Mavericks. And instead of forcing shots, he just said, all right, 
and he was going to continue to pass the ball and swing the ball around, which he did, and the Nuggets were making shots, and guys were cutting well. So credit to Jokic and just his unselfishness and just his desire to win. His desire to win is so much greater than any other player in the league, frankly, right now, I would argue. And he doesn't care how he wins, whether he scores 2 points, 8 points, 35 points. It doesn't matter to him. A win is a win for the Nuggets, and Jokic doesn't care how they come. So I think that's wonderful. The other thing about this game was KCP was back in the lineup, which was huge. They had to play team defense against Luka Doncic, which they did somewhat well, I would argue. There were parts of the game where I thought they could have played a little better team defense. However, they got up like 20 points in the second half, so they allowed themselves a bit of a cushion. However, the bench really played the fourth quarter, which was really awesome to see. Michael Malone's really continuing to trust them, as I said earlier on this podcast episode. And Jamal Murray had 22 points. Aaron Gordon had 21 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Reggie Jackson had 20 points. Watson had 10 points. Zeke Naji, though he has not been playing well previously, he had a big opportunity in this game to prove his worth and why he got that four-year, $32 million contract extension that he got this past offseason. And he proved it with 14 points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. He was kind of all over the place in that second half. I really liked his energy that he brought. He's a guy who has a high motor and needs to play with high energy. And if he's not doing that, the Nuggets are not getting the most out of him. So when he's at his best, he's doing the following. So he needs to play like he did on Monday night, just more consistently. So as we look towards the rest of the week, the Nuggets play against the Toronto Raptors tomorrow night on Wednesday. And following that, they then continue their road trip in Brooklyn, New York on Friday, December 22nd against the Brooklyn Nets. They then conclude their road trip that Saturday, so another back-to-back against the Charlotte Hornets. Realistically, the Nuggets should go 3-0 on this road trip. The Raptors are 11-5, four games below 500. The Nets are 13-13. The Nuggets handled them no problem. And the Hornets are 7-18. The Hornets are trash. So they got a big week coming up, a, a slate of some easier games coming up. They then face the Golden State Warriors next this coming Monday in the Christmas Day matchup, which will be super awesome to watch. Following that, they face off against the Memphis Grizzlies, and though the Memphis Grizzlies are 6-19, and John Morant comes back tonight. I'm recording Tuesday evening right now, so something to keep an eye on as the Grizzlies are struggling, but with John Morant, they might turn the corner, so the Nuggets play the Grizzlies at home next Thursday the 28th, and then finally to conclude their December They play the Thunder once again at home December 29th, which will be a back-to-back following the Grizzlies game. And the Nuggets are for sure going to look to assert dominance in that game as they lost the previous game to the Thunder at home. And now I would like to introduce my brother Jonah onto this episode. He's an avid basketball fan. He really likes watching basketball. His favorite team is the Golden State Warriors, guys. I know, disappointing to say the least. But he's a smart mind about basketball, so I thought I would invite him on and just talk about the Nuggets and kind of preview the Golden State Denver Nuggets Christmas Day matchup. So everyone, welcome Jonah, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Ethan. Really looking forward to speaking some Denver Nuggets basketball today. One of the first questions I would like to ask you is, what are your thoughts for the upcoming game against the Warriors, Denver Nuggets, in Denver, Colorado, Christmas Day game? It's a premier game. Obviously, no Draymond Green as he's indefinitely suspended right now. What do you think are your some predictions for the game? 
As someone who favors the Warriors in this game, I would sadly like to say that I just don't have much hope. It's a prime time game and it's on Christmas, so things could be a little crazy and the Warriors could come out with a win, but I just don't see that happening. Andrew Wiggins and Klay Thompson have been playing bad the whole year, although I would like to point out the fact that Klay Thompson has shot over 50% from three-point line in the past three games while scoring 24, 28, and 30 points in those respective games. That is quite interesting. And I would agree with that analysis for the most part, I would argue. I do think the Warriors are probably going to lose pretty bad, I would say. I don't think the Warriors are that good this year. I think part of the reason as to why they're not good is their starting lineup. Their starting lineup has been quite subpar this year, I would say. No Draymond Green right now, so Jonathan Kaminga is taking his place. I actually do like Jonathan Kaminga. I think he's a nice, good young player. However, he doesn't match up well, I would say, to Aaron Gordon necessarily, though he is athletic and can match Aaron Gordon's athleticism. I don't think he matches his size in terms of physicality. Jonathan Kaminga is a tall guy. Aaron Gordon just has more mass, I would say, in terms of his overall body structure and is going to be able to body him in the post. And then on top of that, with obviously no Draymond Green, who is going to guard Nikola Jokic? It's probably going to be Kevon Looney, and it's going to be a mismatch right from the tip-off is my guess. And then in terms of the backcourt, Steph Curry versus Jamal Murray, that'll be a really fun, good point guard matchup. KCP is going to guard Steph Curry. KCP is an all-world defender, as we saw in the Denver Nuggets game against the Warriors earlier this year in Denver, Colorado, which the Nuggets won. That was a good game. And KCP guarded Steph Curry the entire game, and he guarded him really well. And then the other thing is Michael Porter is a mismatch for the Warriors with no Andrew Wiggins in the game, at least starting in the game. I'm curious, maybe they do go back to Andrew Wiggins for this Christmas Day game because it's on national TV and they probably don't want to embarrass themselves. But do you think there's a chance they go back to Andrew Wiggins, Jonah, in the starting lineup? Because I think that's a possibility, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not particularly sure, I'll be honest. I don't know how many games they have in between now and Christmas, but I do know they play the uh, Boston Celtics tonight. And maybe if he performs well against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, defending some of those wing spots extra extra tight, maybe he'll get a shot back at the starting lineup. But no, I truly don't believe he deserves it. And I believe he also doesn't deserve it either. As I believe there were some quotations from his most recent press conference of him basically saying, like, to get out of the doghouse, I have to got to play better. And that's the only reason I'm in here. So I think he knows it as well that the only way he's going to get back in the starting lineup and out of Steve Kerr's doghouse is if he actually just suits up and plays better. So I just looked on my phone and I found out you are correct. They play the Boston Celtics tonight on TNT at 10 p.m. Eastern. That'll be a great game. So for even non, for Nuggets fans and non-Nuggets fans out there, tune into that game. Great basketball. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, four great basketball players. They then play the Washington Wizards at home, the Warriors. This is the Trailblazers at home on Saturday. Then they then have a day off on Sunday, the 24th. So this coming Sunday, they then face the Denver Nuggets on the road. So they play the Celtics on the the Celtics at home, excuse me, the Wizards at home, and the Trailblazers at home. So the three game homestand up to the War or up to the Nuggets. I actually believe they could because the Wizards are trash, the Trailblazers are trash, and if he puts up good numbers in those games, I think he might get a shot. I don't know. I haven't watched enough Warriors basketball this year to truly give a good analysis on the team as a whole, but I can tell you from watching enough Warriors basketball over the years is that you can never count out Steph Curry and Steve Kerr. Those are one of the better coach and player tandem of players in this league. I would say Michael Malone and Jokic are right there, right with them, but those two guys, you can't count out. Steve Kerr is a great head coach. 
Steph Curry is an all-world Hall of Fame point guard, best point guard to ever play this game, and you can't count him out. So, in order to beat the Warriors, the Nuggets' main assignment is going to be you stop Steph Curry. You let the Warriors beat you, but you don't let Steph Curry beat you. And if the Nuggets can limit Steph Curry to, I would say, 25 points or less, you're looking in pretty good shape. If he gets over 32 points, I think you're looking in some danger territory. And I think if he gets 40, it's going to be a loss for you because 40 points is pretty tough to overcome, especially when one player is doing the scoring, considering the Warriors have a lack of other scoring options. And really, there's no one else on that team who averages significant amount of points. They traded their second highest scorer last season in Jordan Poole to the Washington Warriors, who will be back in San Francisco, the Bay Area, this coming week, which is exciting. The War- the Wizards are not good, but that is an exciting game for basketball fans out there. And Jonah, one other question that I have for you is, so though the Warriors are mismatched and they are going to be underdogs going into this game, Vegas is currently giving the Denver Nuggets a five and a half point favorite. I think that's a little low, to be honest with you, considering Jamon Green's also out. What does that say about the Warriors bench, considering how bad the starting lineup has been? Yeah, so in uh, the past years, specifically when they won the championship in 2021, their uh, starting lineup had the best offensive, excuse me, 2022, their starting lineup had the best offensive rating in all of the NBA. Currently, their starting lineup is absolutely trash, and I believe they have uh, top three, top five bench offensive rating in all of the NBA. So a large part of that is due to Chris Paul being able to lead these young guys, specifically the rookie Brandon Podzmaski and Kaminga and Moody. Of course, those guys are not rookies, but really Chris Paul being able to exploit their their uh, strengths and really trying to understand how they can play better with the limited minutes that Steve Kerr gives them. And so I would like to say that like the five and a half point favorite, I also agree, is a very light favorite. I would put more money, I would put more points on the Nuggets if I was Vegas. But at the end of the day, the Warriors do have one of the most elite benches in all of basketball, led by a Hall of Fame point guard. Even if he doesn't, even if you don't think he's good now, he's a Hall of Fame point guard at the end of the day, and he knows how to play basketball. He knows how to lead a team, and he knows how to lead young guys on the bench, and he's doing a fantastic job of it so far. So I would say that if Steph Curry can produce amazing numbers and the bench can produce great numbers, that the Warriors Nuggets game, it's going to be a close one. So I do agree that the Warriors have a very good bench. However, There are a few things that stand out to me when I look at this game. Part of the reason I said why the Nuggets should be more than a a 5.5 point favorite. I believe the Nuggets should probably be a a 7.5 to 8.5 point favorite would be my guess. I think they're massively mismatched, the Warriors, in the front court. Aaron Gordon and Jokic have a massive mismatch for the Nuggets. And the second thing is, like Jonah just alluded to, one of the Warriors' biggest strengths beyond Steph Curry, obviously their best player, is their bench. And the Nuggets bench has been performing extremely well as of late. I saw a statistic in last night's game against the Dallas Mavericks that said that the Denver Nuggets have had a top five bench over the past week or over the past month in the NBA in terms of offensive rating. And I think it's going to match up well to the Warriors bench because I think one of the Nuggets weaknesses, as I've mentioned in the previous episodes, has been their bench and the lack of experience that the bench brings and their lack of production. And I think they've really turned that stone around recently. And I think they're ready to face teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. I would say those three teams beyond the Nuggets are probably the three best teams in the NBA today. I'm not counting Philly out. I just, I don't like their record against 500 teams or better. Frankly, I don't think they're they're good don't get me wrong philly's really good but i don't think they stack up to denver to boston to milwaukee 
Boston's been to the finals. They lost to the Warriors. They Milwaukee won the finals in 21. Um, the Nuggets won the finals in 23 last year. So all three of those teams, minus the Minnesota Timberwolves, have been to the finals in the past two or three seasons and or one. So they're for me the top team in the league, top teams in the league. And Minnesota's 20 and five. So you can't count them out. So when I look at the NBA as a whole, those are my four best teams right now. And it's like Christmas time, so I think it's fair to kind of give a preview of who the four best teams in the league are, and I would not be shocked if we got another rematch of Minnesota-Denver in the playoffs. Highly, highly doubt it's the first round. I'd be absolutely shocked if it was the first round. I don't think that's really even possible, to be honest with you, considering Minnesota's 20-5 and and Denver is, I think, 18-10, and Um, and they're the two best teams in the West right now, respectively, so... That wouldn't really make sense. But when you look at the bigger picture, the Nuggets are in a great spot. And I really think we really only have positive areas to improve upon. The Nuggets need to get better at their team free throw shooting, which I think has seen a slight uptick. I've seen Aaron Gordon improve his free throw percentage. He had a nice three the other day, and he's been missing a lot of those. So that was nice. Peyton Watson has been shooting the ball much better off the bench. Christian Braun's even playing a little better. So I think the things are slowly coming around. It's a long season. We're only at game 28, I believe, soon to be 29, and just patience. This team is good. This team is well-experienced, and they know how to win, which is the most important part. But also, I would just like to thank Jonah for coming on to my episode today and talking some Nuggets-Warriors upcoming matchup, and that week, next week, I plan on releasing another episode, and I also plan on having Jonah on as I will be with him on vacation. So we'll recap that game. Uh, next Monday, which we're super excited to watch. I don't think we're going to be watching that game together because my dad is also a Golden State Warriors fan. So Jonah and my dad are probably going to have to suffer alone watching that game while I cheer for my squad in the other room. So I look forward to catching up with you guys next week. I promise I won't miss another week for at least the foreseeable future. And thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful day and go Nuggets.